next patient I chatted with received her adjuvant therapy as part of a clinical research trial. Actually, I was scheduled for a different type of surgery, a hysterectomy. But prior to that, you have to do all the pre-emission testing, x-rays and what forth. And that's when the cancer was found. Had you had any serious medical problems in the past? No. What was your reaction when you heard about this? I was upset. I was so looking forward to surgery. I suffered a lot every month. So I was really looking forward to it, and I was scared. What's your home situation? I'm divorced. I have two adult children, 122, 133, and two grandchildren. And how did your children react to this news? When I found out, we had did other testing, so I contacted my daughter, who's been my rock. I mean, I was very upset. I couldn't stop crying. I just saw this as a death sentence. And my daughter constantly talked to me and let me know, Mom, cancer doesn't have to be a death sentence anymore. She's actually an employee of the hospital. And she's been very supportive, and she stuck by me, and she went to all my appointments when they did the biopsy and everything. She was right there with me. Now, you ended up having surgery? Yes. December 17th, I had lung surgery. Part of my right lung was removed. And how did that go? It went very well. It went very well. How long were you in the hospital? From the 17th was the day of the surgery, and I was released on the 20th. How did you feel when you got out? I was sore. I felt okay. I was in pain. I can barely move my right shoulder because of how they had to position me. During the surgery, they explained to me that's why I was so sore. So they had me doing exercises. And I had a breathing machine, a tube that I had to blow into every so often to strengthen my lung. What did they tell you about what was found when they looked in there, when they looked at it under the microscope? He explained that it was cancer, that it was in its early stage. He even drew a diagram for me. So he can break it down to me, explain it all to me, where the mass was found and everything. And he was wonderful. I guess because of how he presented it to me in his bedside manner, I didn't get upset right away. So was it the surgeon that brought up to you the possibility of seeing a medical oncologist? Yes. After I had the surgery, after so many weeks, I had to see him again. And he came in the room. He had the greatest smile. He let me know that he got it all, but that he also recommended chemo. And he recommended that I see Dr. Tracy Evans for the chemo treatment. So they set up an appointment with her. And after meeting her, she advised me that she wanted me to have four sessions of chemo. And how did you feel when you got the news that he was recommending chemo? What had you heard about it? I guess it kind of bust my bubble because I was so excited. You know, he let me know that he got it all. So I didn't understand the reason for the chemo at all. And I got upset. My daughter, but her working in a hospital setting for so long, she was able to explain it to me. And she explained to me, Mom, look, it doesn't mean that he didn't get it all. The way she put it to me, she said, Mom, cancer is sneaky. And they just want to make sure that if it should have spread to any other lymph nodes, that they get it. And I understood it. After meeting with Dr. Evans, and they explained to me all the side effects And hair loss, I broke down again at the possibility of going completely bald. Had you known anybody who'd gotten chemo or heard anything about it? No. I mean, prior to me being diagnosed with cancer, I wouldn't talk about it. 
I couldn't even say the word. I was so scared of that disease that if a family member were to call me and say, you know, so-and-so came down with cancer, I immediately get off the phone. If I'm watching television and a cancer commercial come on, I changed the station. I was that terrified of it. I was stuttered just saying the word. Of course, I don't now, but I was petrified of it. So I would never, I didn't want to know about it. Do you feel that you understood the potential benefits and also the risks of receiving the treatment? Yes. What did they explain to you about that? Well, Dr. Evans, the oncologist, she explained to me, much like the way my daughter said it to me, that they just want to be cautious. The chemo was just a precautionary measure to make sure that if it were to spread. They also explained to me that cancer can return. They told me that I was in stage two, and they explained that cancer can return. That I didn't know. Okay, that was kind of scary. But like I said, I had my daughter, she just kept me so lifted, and she refused to allow me to believe I'm going to die because that was my first thought, that I was going to die. You know, and I didn't want my kids to see me suffering, you know, and then dying on them. I didn't want to go through all of that. So I was really scared at first. What did they tell you to be ready for in terms of side effects from the chemo? They mentioned hair loss. They mentioned nausea. They mentioned kidney failure. Oh, it was so many things because they gave me an information packet that they had put together with a whole list of all kinds of possible side effects. Now, do you smoke? Yes, I was a 35-year smoker. And when did you stop? I stopped the end of December. So when you found out about this, you stopped? When I got out the hospital, amazingly, I hadn't quit right then and there. The addiction was just so bad. But one day I just said, and I went out and I bought nicotine patches. I did it on my own. And I just said one day, it was the end of December, just before New Year's. And I said, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't want to have to go through the surgery again and, you know, things like that. And I knew the chemo was coming. And I I just decided I'm not going to do it. I bought patches, and I wore them for a while. But after a while, they got irritating. And I stopped using them, and I just went cold turkey pretty much. Now, did they bring up the possibility of your participating in a research trial? Yes, they mentioned that. And I signed in, and they explained to me how that works. And I agreed to it. What was your thinking in participating in this study? My thought was, if it's anything that can possibly keep this cancer from returning, then I want to go for it. That's the way I saw it. I want to go for it. And if it could somehow end up being the wonder drug that they think it might be, it could possibly save other people's lives. I don't want to see anybody go through what I went through. So did they explain to you that whether or not you would receive the bevacizumab or the Avastin would be sort of a random choice that you wouldn't be able to control? You might or might not get it? Yes, they did. And I guess it turned out that you ended up being what they call randomized. In other words, a computer sort of selected you to actually receive the bevacizumab. Yes. What did they say to you in terms of the possible risks of then taking that in addition to the chemo? Basically, they told me that Avastin have some side effects, but nothing like the chemo. So that's the only right there. 
You know, if it had been anything like the chemo treatments, I probably wouldn't agree to it because that just really made me so sick. Did you feel that it was your decision whether to get the treatment oh, and whether yeah. to participate in this study? Yes, definitely. I'll go for anything, especially when they told me how cancer can return. If there's any chance of me doing something that can prevent that from happening, I'm going for it. What was the first treatment like? I would get it, for example, on a Friday because I had to get the treatments every three weeks. And my first treatment was the 30th of January. And I would get it like on a Friday. And two days later, which would be that Monday, that's when I got sick. And it was like clockwork. It was like that after every treatment. And I noticed a few days after the first treatment, I combed my hair and noticed globs of hair coming out. And I got a little nervous about that. But my daughter came over and just shaved the rest of it off. I had lost so much hair that she just came over and she just saved me the grief of, you know, being by myself while I all come out. She just shaved it. But I got weak. I felt so horrible. Lightheaded. Now, how often did you get the chemotherapy? I got chemotherapy every three weeks. And how long did you feel poorly? Like I said, it will always start two days after the treatment, the illness. The first time, very first treatment, I was sick for a whole week. Then there were times when I was sick a week and a half. There was one treatment where I was sick for two weeks. But after you were sick, did you go back to feeling the way you had before? Close to it. Were you working? No. I actually went out on short-term disability from work because I knew the aggressiveness of this treatment. So Now, you received cisplatinum, docetaxel, taxotere, and then again, as part of the trial, you got the bevacizumab and Avastin. You mentioned what happened in terms of how you felt. Sometimes people who get the docetaxel or taxotere get problems with their nails. Did you have any problems with your nails? With my nails? No. Mm -hmm. Any problems with tearing? Sometimes people have you know excess tearing with that? No, not at all. Right. And sometimes when people get the Avastin, their blood pressure goes up. Did that happen to you? Or as far as you know, your blood pressure was okay? My blood pressure was always pretty good. Right. What was your mood like? Oh, I was like a baby. I was crying all the time because I just felt so horrible. And I was just crying, and I felt alone. I mean, my daughter was there for me as much as she could, but she didn't live that close to me, so she couldn't be there with me all the time. And having children of her own and a husband, she couldn't be there with me. So a lot of times I felt alone. I really couldn't cook. So my daughter would make sure she took me to the market and we bought, like, frozen meals and stuff like that so I can feed myself. And that was hard, too, forcing myself to eat because I did suffer weight loss, but I was able to maintain it. I've suffered weight loss before I was diagnosed. I didn't even know I had cancer. And I was losing weight not knowing why. Now, how many chemotherapy treatments did you get? A total of four. And then after that, the chemo was stopped, but then the bevacizumab or the Avastin was continued. Are you still on that now? Yes. And now when you were getting just the bevacizumab or Avastin alone, did you feel bad or you kind of felt like your normal self? I felt like my normal self. You look well today. Yeah, I just had a treatment as a matter of fact. And it really doesn't affect you? No. Do you think that the support you got, medical support and also maybe psychological or personal support, do you think it's been adequate, or do you think it could have been better? I think it was adequate. I think it was great. The support I got was wonderful. 
I mean, the hospital even arranged for me to get rides through the American Cancer Society to and from the hospital to get my treatments and stuff. They even arranged for that for me. There were times when I was home and I got up to do something and couldn't do it. I felt so sick and ended up having to go back just to find out I was dehydrated. Dehydration was also a part of it. Even though I was drinking more water than I ever did in my life, I guess it wasn't enough. And I kept getting sick that way as well. But I guess I wish I didn't have to be on such an aggressive form of chemo. But you know what? The way I see it now, I made it through it. And I feel very fortunate today. I feel very, very fortunate today. Is there anything positive that's come out of this experience for you? Yeah, I don't smoke anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel good about that? Yeah, I'm very proud of myself. You know, 35 years is a long time. Do you feel different physically? Yeah, I feel better. I feel better. I went back to work May 4th. I had the last treatment April 2nd, to be exact. And I returned to work May 4th. And I'm trying to get my coworkers to stop smoking. I'm always sharing my story. Really? And how do people react to you at work about this? They're very happy that I was back and that I made it through it all. They won't quit smoking. (laughs) But I can understand it's not as simple as that. If you could sit down with somebody who's just at the beginning of what you've already been through, any advice or things you might share with them that you think would be helpful? I would tell them to hang in there, that this is only temporary. That's what I would tell them. And when it's all over, you're going to be so glad that you did it. Hmm. That's what I would tell them. We tend to take so much for granted, you know, and I would tell them just live, you know, live your life. Don't take anything for granted because none of us really know how long we have here, you know. I mean, even though I still have this positive attitude that I beat the cancer and things like that, I still have this little scary part inside of me. For example, when I have to get scheduled for a CT scan, because I know the purpose in it, to look for any reoccurrence. So that's kind of scary, you know? Do you find that sometimes you feel things or see things and you think, well, maybe this is the cancer? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because I never had allergies or anything like that before. So I've been noticing I had to clear my throat a lot and things like that. And I was like, oh my God. And I told my nurses that the nurses that I meet with every three weeks, the research nurses. And I tell them, I said, oh, my God, is it the cancer? And they said, well, we know you did the CT scan. Everything turned back negative. So I said, oh, okay. She said, you can also get that from allergies and things like that. And I hadn't, until the last year or two, I haven't had allergies before. You know, so all of this is new to me, too.